0: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13
1: First serve tennis sunscreen. A quality Australian made sunscreen to protect those that love their tennis. At Sunscreens.com.au And GLG Greenlife Group. Your open space specialists. At glgcorp.com The First Serve, your home of tennis.
2: Indeed it is. Good evening, everybody. Welcome along. Monday night, we talk the world of tennis from uh, 8 o'clock. Brett Phillips is my name. Always great to be with you every week for the sport. That doesn't give us any let up whatsoever. It's a seven-day operation covering the mighty sport of tennis that we love. And you can follow us, of course, through our website, thefirstserve.com.au. You can follow us on all our socials, day in, day out on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, whatever you may prefer. This hour is open to you. We are very happy every week to take your tennis calls. one 300 736, 736. Or on the Tennis Direct text tonight, 0433 98 1116. Australia's favourite online tennis store. They've got fast delivery, magnificent prices, free delivery on orders over $150. While you're listening to us tonight, you can go shopping at tennisdirect.com.au and you will get a 10% discount store wide. Uh, using uh, the promo code firstserve 10 one We also come armed with uh, prizes uh, tonight thanks to Sunbless Sunscreens. Hello. Uh, their first serve tennis sunscreen. We have to give away, designed specifically for tennis, cap and drink bottle included, if you don't mind. You can order yours at sunblesssunscreens.com.au using the discount code SEM. And also thanks to Australia's hype sneaker label, Athleticum, available exclusively online at athletikan.com. dot com. Use the discount code FIRSTSERV15. You'll get 15% off your choice of a pair of sneakers to the value of $129. So get involved with us tonight. 1-300-736-736. Some great prizes, certainly, to uh, give away. Well, there's really only one place to start tonight, isn't there? Here we go. Let's get the Barty party started. She salutes again. Ash Barty, what a star.
1: Get
2: a Ash Barty, the champion in Stuttgart. The world number one shows exactly why she sits atop the rankings at the moment. A fine display, not just in this final, but all week. She's had a really tough run through, but she has found a winning
1: formula, as she so often does. And she can celebrate
2: a day after her 25th birthday. Congratulations, Ash Barty. Another title going to the Australian.
1: From Australia, Ashley
2: Barty. To my team, both at home, And Ty's here with me. Uh, It's been an incredible week, uh, an incredible start for us on what will be a long journey. And I'm enjoying every minute uh, and very grateful to be doing what I love here in Oh, The party has certainly started. and It looks like it's going to continue for a while in uh, uh, 2021. Ash Barty salooning again overnight. I tell you what, it's been matchstick eyes in the last uh, seven days. And if you win the Porsche Tennis Grand Prix... You win a Porsche. And she was saluted with that while she was wearing the Jaguar gear. It was magnificent uh, last night. 20 and 3 for 2021. Third title to a leader. Incredible. Her, she's improved her win streak against top 10 ranked opponents to a compelling 10 wins on the trots. She's only behind Clysters with 11, Venus and Serena with 15, and the great Justine Enon with 17. Looking back at her uh, week, she defeated Laura Sigaman, 6-love, 7-5. Ran into Pliskova, dropped the first set, 2-6-6-1-7-5. Runs into Svitolina, drops the first set, 4-6-7-6-6-2. Runs into Sabalenka in the final overnight, drops the first set, 3-6. There was a trend. Comes back, 6-love in the second. Salutes, 6-3 in the third. Now, I've got to say... All of us love watching Ash Barty. If you want to pay your own tribute or just talk about the Ash Barty game tonight, we'd love to have a chat to you. one 300 736 on the Tennis Direct Text, 433 It's a roller coaster uh, watching most tennis matches and particularly the Aussies because we've got a vested interest. We want to see the Australians do well. And there's the expectation when you are the world number one that you're just going to go out there every week and win. But that's not the case, certainly on the women's side of the game. It's fierce, it's competitive. And there are times when I watch Ash and I think, how does she make the mistakes that she does? How does she keep the door open? How does she drop the set three matches in a row on the way uh, to uh, winning the title? And you come back to the simple realisation that she's human and these things are certainly going to happen. Now, it's her ability, though, to work her way through adversity. It's her ability to regroup and say, OK, that set happened, those mistakes happened, how am I going to get back on top? And she is the world number one for a very, very clear reason, is that she can fight back, and her game goes up to another level, and the other players are one-dimensional or don't have enough tricks in the bag. So if you look at the matchup against Fidolina, she was always going to get the better of Fidolina. you felt you really feel for Svitolina and Pliskova because the boat keeps missing their stop to elevate themselves even higher in the game. I'm a huge fan of Sabalenka. I've said it for a little while. I think she can win a Grand Slam, Sabalenka. And when they shook hands in the early hours of this morning, there was that look on her face. And she's a a very charismatic, the Belarusians. I mean, gee, they make some noise. Azarenka, Sabalenka. Boy, oh boy, you could hear them from uh, 17,000 kilometres away. But she gives it her all. But she had that look on her face of, I just can't crack you. I can't beat you when it counts twice. Uh, This year, you've had the better of me. So they're trying to find a way. Ash is trying to find a way to stay clear of the pack. And the others are trying to find a way to bridge the gap. And the tricks that she can go to and the bag of skill that she has just absolutely sets her apart. Steve's in uh, Griffith. You want to weigh into Ash Barty? Steve, welcome to the first serve.
0: How are you going? Going well, thank you. I just wanted to pay tribute to Ash Barty, just how humble she is as a world number one. If you compare her to, say, the Williams, sisters and the the big mouths that run around there, just how humble she is. She's a hometown girl from Queensland. And, um, yeah, just watching her, she's magic. She's a fighter.
2: It's a beautiful thing, isn't it, Steve? I think someone made the comment today, you know, with her status, I mean, she could go and live in somewhere like Monte Carlo or some... uh, Uh, fancy place around the world. But she's happy coming back to Queensland. I think she lives uh, around the Ipswich sort of region. She's got a local cafe haunt that she goes to. She's just very humble. She's got a barbecue in the front yard and she just takes it all in her stride, Steve. That's what we love about her.
0: She's a hometown Aussie and she's a proud Aussie. Hey,
2: well said. Well said. I'm going to put you back to Aaron. We've got some uh, first serve tennis sunscreen uh, coming your way, the whole uh, pack. So uh, we'll get that out to you. We'll uh, take all your details. So Ash Barty, uh, nicely done. I still want to see, though, the Osaka-Barty matchup. That's what I want to see. have not played a lot of tennis, Naomi, uh, this year. Just played three tournaments. Uh, played the lead-up, played the Australian Open, and she played Miami. So I would suspect, and I haven't seen the official draws for Madrid this week. Of course, there's an extended WTA tournament. It's going to start Thursday. Uh, A bit like a a Masters 1000 of an Indian Wells or Miami and go sort of that 10 to 11-day period. So I would imagine Osaka will be back for that. And that's what I'd like to see at some stage uh, this season. Not only did she win the singles, she also won the doubles with her good friend Jennifer Brady. Good effort. She could have pulled out of that. Most would have. They would have said, I'm in the singles final. I'll just ditch the doubles final. But uh, Jen Brady's a good friend. And when Ash makes uh, a commitment... To honour the tournament, she does it in uh, fine style. Her 11th career doubles title, uh, 17 in the doubles rankings and number one as a singles player. It's uh, a fine career right now that she is uh, carving out. Happy to talk about Ash Barty right throughout the show tonight. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Still with the women, Istanbul, uh, Serana Kastea. I reckon we had her on the first serve around about three years ago when she was in Australia. She won her first title at the age of 18. In Tashkent, in Uzbekistan, she's had a lot of injuries across the journey. She got to world number 21. She was uh, she was right there as a really feisty competitor from uh, Romania before Simona Halep really got her career underway. And she's been able to fight her way back 13 years between titles for Sorana Kustaya. She saluted over the top seed Elise Mertens on the weekend, so she's back up to 58 in the rankings. Also wanted to mention uh, Marta Kostiuk in that Remember Marta Kostiuk from the Ukraine, 15 years of age, made the third round of the Australian Open. We've been tracking her for a little while and if you think of the 18-year-olds, Layla Fernandez, the lefty from Canada, has won on the tour this year. She's 72 in the ranking. Clara Towson, the former junior number one at 94, has been a winner on the tour this year and Kostiuk's at uh, 77 in the world as another uh, 18-year-old and compiling a pretty good win-loss uh, on the tour. So Uh, She's one we'll continue to uh, certainly keep an eye on. Let's head across to the men. It's a pretty simple equation at this time of year, isn't it? When it comes to clay and who's going to win. This was some sort of final. Let me tell you overnight. Go back and take a look at the highlights if you haven't. You mightn't want to watch the full match unless you've got a whole day. This took three hours and 38 minutes. The longest best of three tour finals since stats started being tracked back in 1991. Last Wednesday, we put a little piece up on our website, thefirstserve.com.au, a feature piece. Welcome to the inevitable. Roddy Reynolds, great piece. The quote from that article, it would seem that the greatest threat in the Dahl's 21st Grand Slam and his 14th French is his own uh, body breaking down. That appears to maybe be the case. But Raphael Nadal the salutes again in Barcelona."
0: <laughs>
1: Nadal is a champion in Barcelona for a 12th time. One of the great finals, not just here in Barcelona, but on the ATP Tour as a whole. It's a record extending 61st clay court title and 87th title overall. The man is quite simply a genius. Rafa. Congratulations, what a fantastic
0: achievement, 12 titles in 16 years. Would you say this was one of your toughest
3: finals, the toughest final here? Oh, probably, yes, yeah. I, I think I never, no, I never played a final like this uh, in this tournament, so it means a lot to me against a player like him that he was uh, achieving Monte Carlo. I'm uh, playing the final here without losing uh, a set, so it's an important victory for me. I think I have been increasing my level during the, the whole week, and... Uh, this victory confirms it. No? So uh, that's important for for today. <laughs> have the trophy with me here at home means uh, a lot, uh, but at the same time for the future. Mm. And you said at the beginning of the week you weren't happy with the way you played. How much of a boost is it to know that you can elevate your game in this way? Well, it's a work of every day. You know? it's, uh, it's about uh, accepting the, the challenge. It's about being enough humble to... To, to accept that sometimes you are not playing that well and you need to fight for it and you need to, to, to find, uh, try, and, try to find solutions uh, every day, and that's what I did. No? I mean, go on court, um, uh, <laughs> work hard and uh, work uh, in a smart way and at the same time with, uh, with the right and positive attitude. No, no other way I understand I, I can achieve the things.
2: He's a star, isn't he? Rolls the R's better than anyone. Rafael Nadal, he's a star. You could listen to Rafa all day. Um, he's gonna take some beating, isn't he? Once again at Roland Garros. I mean, Sitsi Pass was brilliant in that match, particularly early. Um, he withstood the barrage Nadal. Though. He kept attacking the Sitsi Pass backhand, and he just wears you down on clay. It's just so hard to go toe-to-toe. Sitsi pass through everything. Look, do yourself a favour. If you can't sit through three hours and 38, grab the abbreviated highlights because it was uh, it was something else. And that surpassed the day before at the Serbia Open, where uh, our man, we're calling him our man, Aslan Koratsev, the giant killer at the Australian Open, defeated Novak Djokovic in a semi in three hours and 26 minutes. He went on to, of course, play Berrettini, Matteo winning... Uh, the Serbia Open. We'll hear from Matteo Berrettini in just a tick. But John is uh, out on the road. Uh, John, uh, it's uh, great to have you on the first serve. G'day, buddy. Well, How are you? Very really good, John. Look, I, I
1: watched I watch both
0: them, uh, those tournaments, you know. Um, and I, I really thought Sinner was going to come out because, uh, you know, I love Sinner. I, I I thought he was going to come out and beat Paz, But unfortunately, he served um eluded him, you know, just deserted him uh, when he needed it most. Yeah. But... um. But I was very, I, I thought Berrettini had no chance whatsoever and, um, against Coretza because he's been playing so well. And to see Matteo win that was just something else, you know. And uh, he won the Tribeca 7 love, as you know. But um, that was a high-quality game. And I and i think, you know, I have to re- revise my opinion on Matteo on Mateo and clay because he's got some weapons, hasn't he?
2: He has. He's always had the big forehand. I mean, when he emerged and made that semi-final of the US Open, the big serve, the big forehand, and that really announced him uh, and propelled him towards the top 10. Obviously, he's had a a tough year this year with the abdominal strain. Hasn't got his year going. Uh, Didn't come into uh, the Belgrade uh, tournament with any great hopes, to be totally honest. Uh, He just wanted to get some really good uh, play under his belt and and build towards uh, the French. So to take out the tournament is uh, is pretty phenomenal but i i highlighted your man John uh, yannick Sinner i highlighted Rublev uh, Felix Orji, Elias going nicely with Uncle Tony that collaboration in the early part Diego Schwartzman i mean these are the guys now that are regularly featuring towards the business center tournaments uh, just a quick word on Alex uh, Demon also he plays Sitsi pass 5 all in the first set he's going toe to toe holding his serve one breaker serve breaks the back and then he's got to play catch up and Pass passes just got a heavier ball and and makes it really difficult for Alex. So that that's the challenge, isn't it, for Alex to rise above the 20-odd players that are in front of him. It is no easy assignment. And uh, Tomo, well, always wearing his heart on his sleeve, went down to uh, Corinna Busta. Disappointing, though, six love in the second. He beat Gasco. That was a marathon match in the first round. But, yeah, Demonor and Thompson just trying to find a way to go a little bit deeper. But you mentioned, uh, John, there, Matteo Bertettini. We might hear from the Italian uh, won that tiebreaker seven points to zip. That was a phenomenal. Fourth ATP title. Here is the Italian getting it done in Belgrade.
1: It's Berrettini brilliance that does it in Belgrade. After all of his injury issues this year, that is some performance. He came into this week saying he just wanted to build his confidence. But, boy... What a confidence boost that is. His fourth ATP Tour title. As he played a match just full of attacking intent and control. As he gets the better of Aslan Karatsev. 6-1, 3-6, 7-6 in two hours and 27 minutes of excellent tennis. Uh,
3: It's it's been a pleasure being here, guys. Uh, I came here not with the the best feelings. Uh, I came back from an injury and it's never easy to come back and play this kind of level, this kind of tennis. I, I had to thank, obviously, my, my team, first of all. And so, grazie, thank you, guys. And this, this title is for my family. This is the first time they actually they actually here to see me winning a trophy, even though it's my fourth one, so it's a special one. It was a special one uh,
2: indeed, uh, the family being there. That doesn't happen too often in a sport like professional tennis and, and tough through the COVID times when not as many people are, are part of your uh, entourage uh, these days. Well under Matteo Bertettini. Uh, never, ever forget the doubles. We never, ever forget the doubles here on the first serve. Uh, Cabal and Ferrar, what a combination they are. The top seeds, the Colombians winning in Barcelona, uh, second Barcelona title, the 18th uh, to a title as a combination. And uh, how about the uh, little story and we love these ones. I mean, we were sported by the twins, the Bryan brothers, Bob and Mike, and all their achievements in professional tennis. Well, the Sabinov brothers uh, won both 28 years of age. They're twins. They made an ATP title at the uh, Serbia Open. And, well, they've hardly played uh, many ATP tour level matches. So you just love those sort of stories that you can go in as a bit of a wild card. An outside chance, and you can find a way to get your hands uh, on the trophy. Uh, Just wrapping up uh, the men's side, I want to give this uh, guy a little shout-out because these are the players that I keep little asterisks next to. His nickname's JT. Jensen Brooksby, 20 years of age. So he's gone from outside the top 300 to 166 as of today, career high. Uh, He won in Tallahassee in uh, Florida, uh, the challenger across the weekend. So he's won in South Africa, Orlando, Tallahassee was runner up in Cleveland, a college coach's dream. From the age of nine, he actually qualified for a level one tournament over in the US. And while more and more juniors uh, boast uh, overinflated egos, a lack of self-awareness and can't meet academic expectations, according to those on the inside, Brooksby stood out on the court and also uh, in the, uh, the classroom. So he actually played John Millman at the US Open a few years ago when he was just 17. Millman, uh, we'll get on to in just a moment, actually beat him in uh, straight sets. But he's one that has certainly stood out to me looking through all the results of this year. It's a massive rise in at 3-1-4 to one six six, Who knows how far he can go. He looks the part. He's come through the college pathway. Seems like he's got really good people around him over there in the United States. Uh, just back to uh, John Millman, uh, which is I've just been prompted to think back to uh, Belgrade. He and Alexei Poprren had, yeah, disappointing, frustrating uh, losses to be fair to say. Uh, Milman to Taro Daniel, a lucky loser, ended up getting through uh, to the um, quarterfinals. Milman uh, Poprren, I should say, lost to uh, uh, McGair, the Italian uh, qualifier. That was frustrating for Alexi. Now both of them are playing each other right now in uh, Munich at the BMW Open, and uh, John Milman has taken the first set, seven games to six. So. Uh, Not much time to uh, dwell on last week because uh, the tour uh, does move on so quickly. Uh, Just a couple on the Tennis Direct text before we go to the break. Brett, how good is she? In reference to Ash Barty, when I saw she had won, I had one of those proud moments. What a champ. Yeah, I mean, she's great to follow. We love her tennis, but equally we love what she represents off the court. The person that is Ash Barty, every Australian sports fan should be pretty proud of. Brett, I watched all of her last three matches after the footy. Would not believe she pulled out a win in any of those three matches. But to pull a win in all of them was unbelievable. She has absolute nerves of steel. By the way, the cardboard cutout crowd looked pretty ordinary, though, from Greg in uh, Kalinda. Yeah, we're getting over that, aren't we? Uh, bring the crowds back. We hope, certainly for the French and uh, Wimbledon uh, down at the track. More results to come. Going to get across to the UK. Happy to keep taking your calls. One 736 All thanks to Hume Tennis and Community Centre, one of Australia's premier tournament and training venues, just fifteen minutes from Melbourne Airport. Sixteen ITF size courts and accommodation available. A mini Melbourne Park, ideal for the travelling coaching groups and families. Check out humetennis.com.au first serve tennis sunscreen a quality australian
1: made sunscreen to protect those that love their tennis at sunbless sunscreens.com.au and glg green life group your open space specialists providing landscape horticultural and environmental services throughout australia at glgcorp.com the first serve your home of tennis
2: Great to have your company on this uh, Monday night as we do every week talking the world of tennis, the sport that just never stops. So happy to take your calls tonight. one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 736 or on the Tennis Direct Text oh four double 1116 They've got screens going everywhere. The two Aussies are going toe-to-toe, Milman and Popperin. Milman's 7-6 and the first in Munich. And uh, the Popper's uh, broken back, uh, serving for a three-love lead in uh, the second. little story just sort of doing the rounds over the last few hours that possibly we might see a Masters 1000 on grass prior to Wimbledon. It's been floated, nothing confirmed. It's a wish of the ATP chairman, Andrea Goodenzi, who's had a baptism of fire, certainly in the 18 months he's been in charge. Uh, Simon Campus has made many trips to Australia. He's a freelance sports journalist and broadcaster, mainly covering the great sport of tennis. He uh, writes for the Guardian ESPN, you'll... Uh, see him in the New York Times, uh, ATP Tennis Radio, you'll hear his dulcet tones, Radio Roland Garros and uh, many other outlets. Uh, Simon, great to have you on uh, the first serve. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you. How are you doing? I'm uh, going very well. Uh, you're over there in in London. Uh, th- this story um, has been sort of reported through a, a couple of outlets that it is the wish of the ATP chairman to, uh, to have a, a grass court uh, Masters 1000, possibly prior to Wimbledon, where that fits in now with such a... Uh, a tight gap between the french and wimbledon and 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 certainly what would be the best facility is uh from this side of the world uh, generating a fair bit of curiosity simon
0: yeah it's it's an interesting one it's something that's been talked about to be honest for a few years the idea that you know why doesn't grass have a masters thousand like clay like hard courts they have plenty and it it makes a lot of sense in in that sense um but as you say from pra- from a practical point of view there are only a few weeks in the build up between roland garros and wimbledon so it have to be in there and really it can't be the week before Wimbledon because people need to prepare for it so mm. there's got to be the week that is currently Queens and Halle and when you look at the two facilities of the places queens is in a beautiful
2: part of london but it's it's a small
0: yeah. small place they don't have the, gra- the ground and the space for it so probably it would have to be halle in germany
2: and what's what's their facility in terms of uh, the the amount of courts there
0: they've got they've got plenty they've got it's set in almost in the middle of nowhere about 20 miles outside düsseldorf And it's a a really interesting space that's usually used for concerts and all sorts of things all around the the year. And then the tennis world takes over for a week. Um, They've got the space, they've got the money to it by a guy called Gary Weber, who founded the tournament sort of 25 years ago or so. Um, And I think they would love it. I'm sure they would love the prestige that comes with the Masters Thousands.
2: Simon, do you you think, uh, and it's a couple of uh, guys you know very well in the media who are reporting this, if you were to put a percentage on it, um, the chances of of this getting up uh, with only, what, a handful of weeks to go?
0: Oh, it's not going to happen this year, obviously. It can't happen this year because, because of COVID, because Queen's have already set their regulations and protocols, Wimbledon too, and it's just there's no chance. And also with Roland Garros having moved back a week, In the calendar that means there's only two weeks between that and wimbledon it just isn't the time for it to happen um so i think it's something that has to be it'll be put to the board of the atp in future the atp also in that story which i think was by stuart fraser in the times um there's gaudenzi was saying that the atp have lost half their revenues because of covid so they need tournaments like the masters thousands because they're the ones that make the money
2: Simon, so, mean, can I get your own take on Andrea Gordensi as, uh, as the chairman? I mean, he's had a, he's had a tough period bushfires, a pandemic, uh, trying to put his uh, blueprint forward. Yeah. He's also dealing with the PTPA. And uh, we know that tennis, is, uh, there's a lot of politics uh, going around. And uh, compare him to the tenure of Chris Commode. Is it, is it too early to tell what the Gordensi legacy could be?
0: it's too it's probably too early but he's got big plans i think you know whereas chris kemage was was always wanting to be uh, an arbiter almost you know somebody who dealt with the players and tournaments on an even keel um, but it was very much a friend of of everyone and a really really great guy to talk to to communicate with um, and he got a lot of things done but i think with gaudenzi he's got big plans to expand the tour and probably to work closer with the wta now i know that sounds to the detriment of the ATP tour almost because the men are are big enough on their own as they think. But together with the women, I think it's pretty clear that they would have enormous bargaining power when it comes to tournaments and prize money and stuff like that and sponsorships. So there's going to be a lot of more collaboration between the ATP and WTA. I think he's got um, Italy. Italy is in a great moment in tennis. So it makes sense that there's an Italian uh, chairman of the ATP also a CEO as well. Um, They've got a lot of players coming through, a lot of tournaments in Italy. So from that point of view, I think there's a good uh, sort of, I don't know, there's a good will to get things done. The players want to get things done. But as you say, with the PTPA, with the rumblings behind the scenes, with people not happy about not having enough money, it's never an easy job. And it's such a difficult structure, the tennis world, because there are seven governing bodies and getting anything done is like you know, t- turning a massive ship in the ocean. It takes a long
2: time. Simon, we talk about it a fair bit on our show. And uh, obviously, in a, in a country here, we have uh, codes that have you know, a very different style of structure, be it team sports, be an individual sport. But if, if you're in charge, I mean, you've been around tennis a long time. What is the ideal structure, do you think, for tennis to maybe make it work a little better?
0: Oh, it's such a difficult question. I think the if you had... And if you had unlimited money and if you could start from scratch, you would never start with seven different governing bodies for a start. You would never allow a Wimbledon to run a Grand Slam tournament. You can't have a club running a, an international tournament. And now, of course, they do an amazing job, and it's the, the, the most prestigious tournament in the world. But in terms of structure, it's just another sort of block in terms of getting things done. So I think you need a unified structure. You need ATP, WTA together on their own. And then you need players to have representation themselves so that they can fight back against things that they don't think are, are correct. It can't be a situation where the tour and the players are sort of level and then somebody's deciding, you know, a board of three people and you never get, you never get the right answer. It's, it's, it's a really difficult structure. I think you would probably, I've often thought of like someone like a Larry Ellison, a multi-millionaire a billionaire, mm-hmm. could set up a tour because he loves tennis. And he gets nothing else with it other than that. And that's probably the best option, but that's just, you know, it's not
2: feasible. No, no, we could talk about it for uh, for hours and hours. So just before I let you yeah. go, uh, you know, we sing the prizes. We, we sort of, um, you know, we, we're thankful that we've got a world number one, which is, you know, sometimes you take it for granted. And Ash Barty yeah. has been that now for two years. So we we have our own view, but what, what about how you view her from the other side of the world? Is her as the tennis player and as the person?
0: I think, um, I mean, you you are very lucky to have a world number one and you're very lucky to have Ash Barty, somebody who carries herself so well uh, when she's talking to the media and to people. She seems like a really great person. The times I've spoken to her individually, she's very generous with her time. She's a really nice young woman, Um, fantastic player. Uh, Love the way that she can figure things out on the court, You know, even when it doesn't look like it's going her way, the way she did this week. Um, in Stuttgart to win the title. And she's got everything going. She seems like a real team player. Um, she always talks about we in terms of her team. It's not just her. She's no, there's no selfish bone in her body. I think she's a fantastic ambassador for women's tennis and for tennis in general, and for Australian tennis. And let's face it, you've had a few people
2: who've been great players over the years, but have rubbed a few up the wrong way. So yes.
0: it's nice to have someone who <laughs> who
2: deals very even-handedly with everyone. Uh, very well said. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. The ability to figure things out, and I think that is setting her apart uh, because you don't have it on your yeah. terms all the time. But she, she's got an amazing ability to um, to get things back on her terms. Uh, Simon, nice to chat. Uh, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Simon Cambers, a freelance tennis journalist over there in the UK. So uh, just to clarify there that uh, Grass Court Masters 1000 is certainly not on the table. We just need to get clarification on that for this year, but certainly for uh, next year. Uh, tennis Direct, you can go shopping while you're listening to us tonight. TennisDirect.com.au. The promo code is FirstServe10. You'll get 10% off. It's got everything. Rackets, accessories, shop to your heart's content. It'll be delivered right to your front door. The First Serve. <music>
1: first serve tennis sunscreen a quality australian made sunscreen to protect those that love their tennis at sunbless sunscreens.com.au and glg green life group your open space specialists at glgcorp.com the first serve your home of tennis
2: Going on in the world of tennis, says there is every week. You can join the discussion tonight one 736 or on the tennis direct text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. A few other bits and pieces going around. Uh, Simon Cambers just made reference to uh, the Italians. Of course, the ATP chairman is Italian, Andrea Gudenzi, They've got ten players inside the top one hundred on the men's side. Another Italian winner. At the Rome Challenger on the weekend, Andrea Pellegrino, who won in three sets, 241 in the world. Keep an eye on him as well because they are producing some very good players. Took on the little lefty from France, uh, Hugo Gaston. Back to the French Open last year, had that five-set win over Vavrinka, Then had that five-set loss in an epic against Dominic Thiem in the round of 16. He actually defeated Thanasi Kokkinakis on the way through to winning that title this week. Unfortunately, Alex Bolt, 0-3, looking for a whim. He's back out on tour this week. Alexander Vukic went out first round. Bernard Tomic went out second round. Uh, but uh, Kokkinakis, the one we certainly continue to keep an eye on, as he looks to just continue to get matches under his belt as simple as as that Matty Reid, not such a good week. He's had a very good year, though, on the Challenger doubles tour. Uh, still waiting to play uh, in Ecuador. They've had a fair bit of rain across uh, the weekend, some semifinals and uh, finals in that tournament. Uh, Cio Mendez, the Sydney sider, had a, a pretty good week in the tournament in Portugal, a, a women's 25K event on the ITF tour. So she's 17-7 for the season, made the semis, had to play her quarterfinal and her semi. ...on the same day, but she's a player we're certainly keeping an eye on. And Olivia Gadecki, we do pump up her tyres a fair bit. No pressure, Olivia. She won't be listening in tonight, but no pressure. 18 years of age, Queenslander, has trained a lot with Ash Barty... ...and no doubt gained a lot of knowledge. Um, And how valuable is that? That you're in the same state as the world number one... ...and you can have that time with her when you're not playing. Well, she won the doubles at a tournament in Turkey on the weekend... I was fascinated with her partner, Sada Nayamana, who's from Burundi. Does anyone know where Burundi is? It's an East African country, so it borders Rwanda, Tanzania and the Democratic Republic of Congo. So soccer is their national sport. It's one of the poorest countries in the world. Traditionally, they play horro, which is a type of ball game for girls. Men play freestyle wrestling. Uh, They're pretty good at track and field. They've had... Uh, I think it was, um, I'm trying to think which Olympic Games I had, a uh, gold medalist. She's actually part of the uh, Moratoglu Academy in the south of France as well. And we're actually trying to, we're putting a couple of uh, inquiries today to the ITF. So she had an ITF junior ranking of 12. Her WTA current ranking is 458. She's the only player from her country that has a WTA ranking. I love these sort of one-off stories. And she teamed up with our very own Olivia Gidecki. Uh, The UTRs, I... Watched a bit of the live stream in Canberra uh, last week, thanks to uh, Tennis Australia. Watched uh, Lee Two. if he can, uh, if he can just get a chance. Uh, unfortunately, the Australian Pro Tour no chance of going ahead at the moment until the international borders open up. So all the Aussies are going to play the UTRs, where there is prize money uh, for all these events and prize money for everyone that actually plays. I was watching uh, Omar Jasika as well, who looks fitter. Unfortunately, had to pull out, I think, the second-place playoff in his uh, final across the weekend. But uh, first-place uh, playoff was won by Dane Sweeney, who's 28-5 and five this year on the UTRs. Lee two's twenty seven and 5 Omar's 20-11. and 11. Of course, remember, back to Sweeney winning a couple of rounds of AO qualifying, just fell short against um, Sikorsky, took the first set uh, when the... Uh, 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 qualifiers are overseas, of course He won a round of the Great Ocean Road Open So we'll uh, keep an eye on the UTRs And we updated the uh, Tennis Victoria Pennant season, we touched on that uh, Last week, so just a couple of notes uh, From that across the weekend, defending 2019 Women's Premier's uh, Bo Morris Lawn were down 3-1, uh, Went down 3-1 to uh, Royal South Yarram, uh, number one in the 2019 Grand Final rematch when the rain came So former uh, World Number 200 and a Fed Cup player I'm not going near this one I'm not going any, I'm not going near any surnames that are from Thailand. If anyone wants to ever at it, W O N G T E A N C H A I. They just get me every time. So let's just leave it at that. I'm not going there. It's a bit like Basuna Basnivalagi. Got that out now. We've caught a couple of games of footy uh, this year. Uh, won her first uh, singles and doubles titles for uh, Royal South Yarra. Uh, Royal Park at the top of the women's Grey 1 ladder after a dominating 6 0 win over Hume. Multiple time country Victorian champion Eliza Long won both her singles and doubles for Royal Park. In the men's Grey 1, defending Premiers Glenburn had lost uh, both doubles against Royal South Yarra. University of Alabama signer Enzo Aguad of uh, Royal South Yarra was locked in a pretty tough singles battle with uh, Nicholas. Jovanoski when uh, rain holded play across uh, the weekend. And Bo Morris Lawn was uh, fighting back against Kuyong Lawn, number one, after losing both double sets but uh, took the first two sets of singles. Uh, Jai Corbett, who uh, still has an ATP ranking, Bo Morris is number one on the brink of winning against uh, Greg Pullman's, world number 148, Mark's uh, younger brother, or Mark being at 148, uh, 6354 when a washout was declared there. Some of the news uh, from the Tennis Victoria. Uh, pennant season, and the juniors got back underway. So the ITF Junior Tour uh, had been halted, of course, uh, right across Australia. Uh, Mornington last week, uh, the Youth Gallipoli Cup being played this week in Mornington. They're going to be going up to Darwin for a couple of weeks. I think there's tournaments in Brisbane and the Gold Coast. You may remember we spoke to a a really promising young player on the show last year, Eddie Winter, who uh, won in Mornington over the weekend, defeated Cooper White, who we had in the studio here a couple of uh, years ago. So the fourth seed beating the third seed and uh, we are going to speak to Paul Vassello from uh, Tennis Australia in the next couple of weeks just to track where all our juniors are at. This is a pretty tough road. What depth have we got? Who are the likely prospects? And what is their pathway uh, currently? And on the women's side, it was a young girl, Catherine Aulia, who was uh, the winner there, the fourth seed, 7-5-6-3, who won the ITF uh, Junior Tournament down there in Mornington. If you're down in that part of the world and you want to see Uh, some promising uh, youngsters go about their business. Uh, That is uh, a beautiful sitting down there at the Mornington uh, Tennis Club. Uh, Yarra Tennis Coaching is Melbourne's independent tennis coaching program at Eaglemont Tennis Club. It's run by Shane Scrutton. Programs at every age and standard can contact Shane 0414 373586 or check out yarratennis.com.au We'll come back with a few other little interesting bits of news going around. You can join us on the text or give us a call 1300 736 736 first serve tennis sunscreen a quality australian made sunscreen
1: to protect those that love their tennis at sunbless sunscreens.com.au and glg green life group your open space specialists providing landscape horticultural and environmental services throughout australia at glgcorp.com the first serve your home of tennis
2: Looks like uh, Alexi Popperin's going to square things up uh, live. Uh, Aussies are uh, playing on a beautiful clay court and a very nice day. Munich, no one in the stands. Well, there's uh, just a handful, only maybe um, the coaches and a couple of the entourage. But uh, Milman took the first set 7-6. Popperin with a set point at uh, five games to two in the second. Uh, Jordan Thompson is uh, playing uh, tonight as well. In fact, we'll preview that in just a moment. little shout-out to uh, Carla Suarez Navarro, who has won the biggest battle of her life, beating Hodgkin lymphoma. She's been through a really tough uh, tough time the last uh, couple of years, one of the best single-handed backhands in women's tennis. Uh, of course, uh, worked her way into the top ten. Uh, the French Tennis Federation have had a gut full of Benoit Paire. They've ruled him out of Tokyo for all his antics this year. He's tanking, uh, not performing in the, the spirit and the manner ..that you would expect of a professional sportsperson. So Benoit's been banned. Felix Auger-Aliassime, I sort of briefly touched on this earlier. Looking for more consistency and precision in what he's doing. Talking very positively to this point about his partnership with Tony Nadal, who's going to be with him predominantly for the Masters and the Slams. But that's a a nice little partnership at the moment. The unluckiest player you have never heard of. It's a great piece. It's been written. We've put it up on our website, thefirstserve.com.au, Today by Roddy Reynolds. It's uh, gone up. I'll uh, just tease it there. Go and have a read. It's a beauty. I know it's been retweeted a few times and shared around in the last uh, couple of hours. The unluckiest player you have never heard of. Log on to our website, thefirstserve.com.au, and uh, certainly uh, take a look. Uh, we might put Jed Zetzer on, uh, Mickey, just for a moment, because he's got... Maybe a, a couple of little curly ones for us to finish. Jed, welcome. No, I just wanted to say that our Suarez Navarro, yes. you mentioned she's uh, won that battle.
0: She's straight back on the court. She's scheduled for what? an hour of practice tomorrow in Madrid with our Daria
2: Kasatkina. righto, which we love to see back into it. That's uh, that's phenomenal. I, I actually cause I, I thought she had at one stage actually announced her retirement, but. No, so I think she's just training. Uh, I'm not sure if she's, you know, going to okay. make a competitive oh, come. I mean, Petkovic is also training, which is Andrei, good to see. Good her back. To one see, one so. of the good people of tennis, Andrea yeah, Petkovic. Of course. Uh, very, very nice. So just uh, this week, Milman and Popper are uh, underway at the moment. Uh, they're in the draw in Munich. Uh, Matt Ebden, JP Smith, uh, Piers and Saville will be playing uh, doubles this week. Uh, Tomo's playing in Esteril up against uh, Borges, the Portuguese uh, qualifier in uh, that particular match. And also, I can tell you, uh, across the board, as far as the Aussies are concerned, Alex Bolt's going to play Jay Clark, who Kokonakis beat first round last week in the Rome Challenger. So Alex Bolt trying to get his first win on the ATP Challenger Tour this week. Uh, Vukic is going to be playing in Rome as well. Uh, Kokonakis, Matty Reid will play in the doubles. Mark Polman's looking for his first win of the year. Uh, playing, you know, Strava in the Czech Republic. So we wish Mark Polman all the very best playing against Blaz Kavčić, uh the tough Slovenian, the man dragged out on a drip at the Australian Open uh, all those uh, years ago. He's going to play doubles with Sergei uh in that particular uh, tournament. And, of course, the women will have a few days off and then get ready for Madrid, uh, which is going to extend out to about 10 or 11 days. Uh, Olivia Gadecki uh, was in her second round of qualifying uh, today in Turkey. So she's back playing singles uh, this week after winning the doubles last week. Arenda is going to be in Charlottesville for the Women's 60K event. Uh, Matt Delavidova, uh trying to qualify for the uh, Turkish event uh, that uh, underway uh, certainly uh, tonight. Little update, several peers uh, yeah, It is good to see uh, them playing together. I just saw a little photo up. Uh, On Rowan Williams, Uh, I touched base with Rowan about an hour ago, Australian tennis coach. We've had him on the show a few times. He's doing a little bit of work with the Australians uh, on the road uh, at the moment. And it looks like that combination might stick for a little while, though I was chatting to Nathan Healy uh, today who coaches Max Purcell. So Max is about another week away from jumping on the Learjet and heading abroad. So no doubt he and Luke uh, Savile will uh, certainly connect at some stage uh, this year with all the success that they've had in the past, of course, making the final of that uh, Australian Open. Uh, Good friends at astiaste.com.au, ASTE Tennis Courts, trusted by Melbourne Tennis Clubs and Councils. I am Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court surface and construction specialist. So uh, make sure you uh, check them out. Check out our website during the week, all our socials. We're covering the Aussie seven days a week, and all the major events. Some great feature pieces. As I said, the unluckiest play you've never heard of. Check it out when you get a chance uh, this week. We'll do it all again next uh, Monday night. We're going to chat to Astra Sharma. Hopefully, in a week's time. It's been tough to uh, track it down and just get the diaries. Aligned after winning on the WTA Tour. But right now, let's be thankful, we've got a world number one, and she's starring right now, Ash Barty. Could she make it to French Opens? Gee, the build-up's pretty nice to this stage. We'll wait and see. Hit them well during the week. We'll do it again next Monday. Stay well. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au